Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now... Our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, where we're sponsored by the Big Thinkers Academy. We provide professional solutions for you to help maximize human potential. You can visit us at www.bigthinkersacademy.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women, and our purpose is twofold. First, we have to inspire and encourage the listener, and second, we must edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. Today happens to be the first Monday in March, March 5th, 2012, and guess what, Day Daylight savings time is Sunday. Can you believe it already? Well, I hope you are as excited about your future because I cannot tell you from the depth of my soul. I promise you it is extremely bright. So please be excited about your future as I am, no matter what it might look like to you today. It is extremely bright. Keep that. Take that with you today. And also, we want you to spread the word because, you know, we are here every week at the same time. That's Monday, 12 noon Eastern. So like I said, tell everybody you know about the great news of Wealthy Sisters. Now, we have a lot in store for you, as you know, today, and you already know what I'm going to say, right? Yes, of course. I am excited, as always, every week, excited about today's show. I mean, I know that there's a lot of love in the air. I speak to a lot of people, and sometimes I see some of the quick little lovely uh, messages on Facebook from everyone, and, you know, there has been quite a few engagements. We just had the Valentine's Day here. But, um, you know, I know our audience happens to be a large number of professional women and men who may be on their second time around or who may be a little bit older. This may be your first time around. And you desire to be a little bit more creative on your wedding day. Well, do I have a treat for you. We have none other than acclaimed bridal fashion designer, Therese Fleetwood. I love her name, the way it just flows, Therese Fleetwood. You can tell by her name, as we say every week, everything is in the name, that she has something special in store for you. I want you right now to go to TheresFleetwood.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-Z. F-L-E-E-T Wood.com. You have got to see her designs. They are absolutely gorgeous. And she is recognized around the world for her unique style, and you'll see why when you visit her site. So you know what you've got to do right now. Also, we need you to text, tweet, Facebook. Tell them right now to dial in to Wealthy Sisters, 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278. You can also listen live. Live right here on the web at Wealthy Sisters Radio. That's S I S T A S, Wealthy Sisters Radio.com. You can catch this show and all of other great shows that are archived right there and learn so much from our fabulous guests. And also remember to follow us on Wealthy Sisters Twitter there, Wealthy Sisters at Facebook, and you can find me, Deborah Hartnett, as well. We are here and want to connect with you and as always I want to thank you for tuning in to the show and thank you for the weekly just so many kind words of encouragement that you send to me on a weekly basis now 
Also, when you log on to uh, Blog Talk Network and you're there listening to the show, especially if you just download it, go ahead and do us all a favor and click on follow there. That way you'll get a reminder every week that the show is about to start. I think they sent it out about 45 minutes prior to the show, so you can have that uh, there as well. And also remember that we are available on iTunes. You can download. That's right. You can download us there free on iTunes. So we are there. We are available. And we want, like we said, to be able to connect with you as always. Now, you have got to hear uh, Miss Fleetwood's resume. I mean, she has, like I said, a bridal collection, and it combines the exotic, oh yes, and romantic with the modern. Inspired by color, shape, and texture, Therese creates a unique collection of gowns that combine stylish silhouettes, gorgeous fabrics, exotic details or exquisite details, and creative design patterns made from beads, trinkets, embroidery, shells, and lace. Brides like her because her designs, I'm telling you, they are they are unique and they are extremely sexy, I might add, and fun, allowing them to make a personal statement on their wedding day. Miss Fleetwood designed the only, check this out, the only Afrocentric costumes to be worn by Mickey and Minnie. They're in Walt Disney World in Orlando, and they are still a part of that collection today. She's been featured in in-style weddings. Brides Noir, Wedding Dresses, and The Knot. So Therese has been a guest also on several television shows from To Today Show, Good Day New York, and BET Nightly News, just to name a few. And we are so honored to have her today on Wealthy Sisters. So when we come back from this short break, we're going to bring back to you none other than the fabulous designer, Miss Therese Fleetwood. Stay tuned. Three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Having more money won't solve your problems, but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting VFStrategies.com. That's VFStrategies.com. Or 410-929-4837. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary Financial Strategy. Well, hello. We are live and back here on Wealthy Sisters. I'm Deborah Hartness, your host. So excited to have each and every one of you on the show today. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you for downloading the show as well. Yes, we have a huge download um, download audience. We really, really are just so grateful that you value in the content that we provide every week. So thank you for spreading the word about Wealthy Sisters. And our very special guest, as we mentioned earlier, is none other than bridal fashion designer extraordinaire, Miss Therese Fleetwood. So we're not going to keep her from you any longer. I want to welcome you, Therese, to the show, Wealthy Sisters. How are you? I'm doing great, Deborah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on your show. Yes, yes. Well, I have to give credit where credit is due. You know, like I said, we have the best audience in the world. They always uh, send suggestions, and we have people that keep in contact with us on a weekly basis. And one of our our listeners, Miss Kanisha Thompson, who is in Kentucky, she said, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I am so excited. I'm going to Atlanta. She's my designer. You have to have to interview her. And I was so excited uh, that she sent your information over. So I have to say thank you to her for for really letting us know all about you and what you're doing. And I and I also have to say thank you to her because we haven't met in person yet. We've been <laughs> we spoke over the phone a couple of times and via email. Uh-huh. And I'm uh-huh. equally as excited to meet her because 
one of the things that I do, and we'll get into talking more about my business, is she reached out to me for um, a custom design, a vision that mm-hmm. she had in mind for her wedding dress that she sought me out mm-hmm. to help her bring this vision to fruition. And I love when I get a chance to work with clients this way. So. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Don't you just love the ability that we have today to get connected with phenomenal people? I mean, technology Absolutely. just... It's just this is just what an incredible time that we live in, and uh, I know oftentimes mm-hmm. I find myself perhaps maybe preaching to the choir because we do have new listeners for the first time that tune in uh, to the whole concept mm-hmm. of blog talk and internet radio. Most people, uh, you know, are are when they do, they are totally amazed at the content that's available here. But, Absolutely. I mean, just imagine uh, if we did not have the technology today, uh, you know, who and who would be your client? It would just it would just have to it, perhaps be locally if you didn't have that great exposure that you have as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we always start out, Therese, uh, here on Wealthy Sisters, always share with our guests. We are nosy. Our our audience, we love <laughs> to know, you know, how did you get started? Where did you grow up? Because, you know, people want to be able to relate. That's one of the reasons why we do the show is because um, there are so many people, as you know, who are looking to start a business, who are, who are in business or may be facing all types types of challenges and they just just it's just great to see people like yourself who are doing well and they like to know how did you you know what what went into your recipe of what we see today so tell us where you grew up and how you actually got started into this whole world of design well, let's see. I am um, originally from Massachusetts, Roxbury, Massachusetts, uh-huh. and um, I I like so many designers. I started um, dressing my Barbie dolls when I was uh, saying about ten, eleven, twelve years old, uh-huh. and my mother saw that I took an interest to fashion, and she sent me to sewing school. I went to sewing school. I, I was not a big fan of it. I was, you know, went did my three month course. <laughs> she um, purchased purchased a sewing machine for me, and I put it in my closet for about three years. I didn't do anything with it. And uh-huh. then finally one day, I don't know what hit me, but I took the sewing machine out, and I started sewing, and I've been sewing nonstop ever since. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I've always had that creative vision. I was a very creative child. I drew and I painted, and I was always busy with my hands. I liked color, I liked texture, like you know, bringing things together. And I uh-huh. actually studied when my last year of high school. I studied architectural engineering, so my mind always worked in layers and colors and in forms and shapes. So um, I knew early on that I would be doing something creative. Oh yeah, that's that's great, and kudos uh, to your mother for recognizing that, and you know, actually enrolling you in the sewing class, getting that sewing machine. I, and I have to share that that that's really dear, near and dear to my heart. I have an eight year old who has since the age of three, shown an eye for fashion. I mean, she could dress herself way better than I could by that time. And she she does. I have her pictures on Facebook where she designs all the clothes. I mean, I was missing napkins. She was using napkins and everything. She's done, done it all. So we got her a sewing machine this Christmas as well. So we never know where that that career she might you, be. You a, never know. A phenomenal Therese uh, in, in the making here. <laughs> so so you got started um your mom of course like we mentioned and you you know down that path you always knew you were in design did you go to school for fashion or did, you know were you sewing for other people how, how did you make that transition into what we see today well i did i attended fit the fashion institute of technology and mm-hmm. um i went for one semester only Mm-hmm. Um, I prior to going into school, I was doing a lot of sewing and, and designing. And when I got to New York, um, I, I enrolled in the school. I went for one semester, and then I dropped out. And I, I wanted to just work in the industry. I, I figured I, I knew enough that you know I can start working. I wanted to start making some money. And um, so, needless to say, when I went 
on my job interviews, I already knew how to design. I had a sense of, you know, as a designer, you know how to, I, I knew how to sketch. I knew how to put things on paper. What I was missing was the construction. I did not know how mm-hmm. to construct a garment. So mm-hmm. I sought out jobs where I would learn how to construct garments. Now, I was a little ambitious when I was younger. I would go mm-hmm. and to job interviews, and yes, I must say I did lie a little and say, yes, I graduated from school. I oh, I know it's a bad thing to do for people to lie, but I yes, did yes, because that's I right. knew that I could get my – I knew that if I got there, if uh-huh. I got the job, I could do it. There was no uh-huh. doubt in my mind. So I'd sit in interviews and say, oh, yes, I know that. Oh, yes, I know. Some things I had no idea what they were talking about, but I knew just give me a week and I would have it. And you would have so, it, right. So to say, <laughs> I got hired as a production coordinator and a spec technician, which meant when that designer designed that outfit, it, now that sketch was given to me. I had to mm-hmm. get this made. Now, needless to say, this was not my strong suit. So I would be at work until 10 o'clock every night making sure I was doing things right. And, of course, my boss thought, oh, my goodness, this is a great worker. I have a wonderful <laughs> worker under my belt. She said, little did, he know, little did he know that I had no idea what I was doing and I was learning as I went along. So when that ended, um, and and the only reason why I left that job, because I loved it. I was traveling to India. I was traveling to Hong Kong, overseeing production at factories because Uh this was my job title. So um, when I left that job to start my own business, I started another company called Pezula Collection, which um, was I utilized African fabrics and Indian fabrics, different ethnic fabrics, but created uh, ready-to-wear and sportswear. And when I left that job, my boss said to me, you know, if this doesn't work out for you, there's always a place here for you. And I thought that was amazing because it was like, okay, well, I have something to fall back on if this doesn't work. But then when I went back to visit him years later, he says, you know, when you left, I had to hire three people to do your job. Wow. So that just goes to show you how, like, honed in and focused. But I was learning, and I was loving it every step of the way. So then when I started Pezula Collection, I had that collection for probably about maybe three or four years. And then Harriet Cole, uh, the author of Jumping the Broom, contacted me to create a wedding dress for her book. This was the first wedding dress I ever created in in an Afrocentric ethnic um, style. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah. I just, <laughs> so, you know, that is, that's I amazing. That's where the name rings a bell. Yeah. That's, I have that book. <laughs> I have that book. I used yes. to have a wedding uh, consulting business, and we had a bridal network, and we actually brought Harriet Cole in. Um, to for book signing. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> okay, so when, so when I did this dress for Harriet, I got so many inquiries, and people wanted to order the dress, and uh-huh. and then I had to look into the market, look at the market, and I said, okay, how many people are catering to this 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 Afrocentric or ethnic wedding niche? And not many were. I could not find, probably found one or two other people, but right. I knew my style of design was completely different from theirs. So I made that transition from ready to wear sportswear into the bridal uh, arena, and have been loving it ever since. Yeah. Now, also, just a little more background about me. When I had my first collection, Pezula, uh, again, being very aggressive and very assertive and kind of, you know, saying what is it that, that I want to do or, or trying to find openings where my talent can be utilized or and displayed, um, Avon Products had come out with a uh, book called The Avon Boutique, The African-American Boutique. And it was catering to the African-American market. And I said, let me go and approach them to see if they'll sell some of my clothes in their book. So I sat down at a meeting, and they did not pick up my clothes, but they said to me, do you design other things other than clothing? And, you know, gift and decorative, home decorative items. And I'm thinking pillows and, you know, curtains or whatever. And I said, sure, I can do it in my head. I can do anything I can do. It's no problem. Had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> he ended up hiring me as the pro- as the pro- lead product developer for the book. Again, I had no idea what I was doing. I was getting paid to learn. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I knew yes. if I got in there, I could do it. I just knew that I could. So yes. I'd go into meetings. We'd have our design meetings, and she'd say, um, "These are the concepts that we're that we're 
I want you to create a round, and I'd go in with my sketches and stuff, and I'd say, but you know what, if you don't like any of them, I can start over. And sometimes she'd say, yes, just start over. Again, I'd walk out and say, okay, this is fine because I'm still learning. So yes. that's kind of how I lived my life. I would see openings or say, what is it that I want to do, and kind of go after it because all they can say is no. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love it. There. I hope everybody's listening and tuning in. Uh, if you if you just tune in, we are listening to none other than Miss Therese Fleetwood, the fabulous fashion designer. But what you just shared is is a mouthful. You know, just just the fact that you were not afraid that you be- obviously mm-hmm. have an enormous belief in yourself and your ability. Mm-hmm. And you know how to research, you know how to acquire knowledge, and you know mm-hmm. how all you need to know is who you are and what you're capable of, and the rest exactly. obviously just comes along with it. That That is wonderful, wonderful. And so you, you know what else, Deborah? <laughs> really yes. how you take information, because when people say no to me, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times when people say no to you or to, to someone, you, you you feel slighted. You feel like, okay, oh, I took a step back. Let me back up. They said no. But what you've uh-huh. got to realize, they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to your request. Right. what you're asking uh-huh. of them. And if you get that, this like, can I have the, the chocolate ice cream instead of the, the vanilla? Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, you can't. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. well, then give me the vanilla. So it's mm-hmm. how you internalize the information that someone gives back to you, which kind of sets you up for your path in life. What am I mm-hmm. going to do? It's not like I'm just going to put my, my horns on and just charge forward. You have to have a mission and a goal in mind and not take things so personal. Oh, I love it. That's uh, one of my favorite books is by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, and um, it's called mm-hmm. The Four Agreements. And it's like, yes, yes, you know that book. And one of the agreements is not to ever take anything personally, not even the compliments, (laughs) because it always has to do with that individual's perspective, not you, (laughs) not you at Mm -hmm. all. Exactly, Uh exactly. Now, where do you think that instinct came from? Uh, Was it something that you learned or was it something, maybe an experience growing up you saw from your parents or what have you that you had that I can do it and I believe deeply in myself attitude? Well, let me tell you, like you, I've done a lot of personal work on myself. Mm -hmm. I'm a junkie on self-help books. Mm -hmm. I like to read. I like to because... You know, we all grow up and there's, there's always something that gets us stuck in life. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know how we're conditioned or how things happen, how things happen to us that, you know, that cause us to form who we are in life. But when, when I know when growing up, if something didn't feel right, I knew that was a blockage. I didn't quite understand it. But after I started reading, like You Four Agreements and Louise mm-hmm. Hay and Abraham mm-hmm. and, and different other um, spiritual teachers, mm-hmm. I started to sit back and really look at my life and ask myself, okay, why did I do that? Okay, mm-hmm. so why did I take that personal personally? Mm-hmm. Okay, why mm-hmm. did why did I that make me stop in life? Mm-hmm. Okay, why am I feeling crazy over that? You know, mm-hmm. once you start doing work on yourself and starting to understand how you tick, then mm-hmm. you can start to move through life and not be so stopped by so many things that come in your path because mm-hmm. it's just a choice. You either go this way or you go that way. That's it. It's no there's no other you know thing. It's this way or that way. It's a choice. Always have a choice. Mm, mm, always have a choice, and we and and there's always going to be um, opposition or what you know. Maybe we yes. might not perceive yes. it as opposition, but there's it's it's mm-hmm. never just going to be handed to us on a silver platter. But no, no. it doesn't mean that it's not meant for us because I know a lot of times we right. we we get on that journey, and especially when we come from the spiritual point of view or religious point of view, a lot of times people might say, "Well, this must not be <laughs> of God because mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time <laughs> at this." You know, what? Is, how do you but answer you know what? Also, that? Mm-hmm. When you go through those hard times. And mm-hmm. once you come through it, because when you're in it, you think you're never going to get out of it. And mm-hmm. once you come through it, you're like, okay, so I was stressing over what? <laughs> I was making it mean more than it really means. Because if you really look at those times in your life where you're going through something, and right. then, you know, you start 
telling yourself that story of what's going on, I'm like, well, just rewrite the story. You know, uh-huh. if you if you control the ending, why does it have to be so miserable? Why does it have to be so, you know, fearful? Just, just create something else. And that's another thing, dealing with fear. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I, I still get afraid sometimes, and I, and I know when it comes up. And uh-huh. I'll say, okay, you know what, fear? I'm a, it's like a shawl. I'm going to take you off and put you in the closet right now because I can't deal with you in this moment. Mm-hmm. Let, me, mm-hmm. let me remove you. Deal with mm-hmm. what I have to deal with if I feel like putting you back on. So once you start learning how you ebb and flow, then you can kind of your life. Mhm, mhm, mhm. That's beautiful. How do you? How would you suggest a person learn how they ebb and flow? You know, how would they do that with today when we have so many distractions that don't, don't allow us that time for solitude? Or maybe you know, maybe there's a lot of people that oftentimes don't know how to be by themselves to to even learn themselves. I mean, they can't mm-hmm. go to lunch or can't go to a movie or anything like that by themselves. So to expect them to get quiet, how would you or what suggestions would you offer up for someone who's cause needing to get in that space? Because that's definitely what it takes to know how you're going to ebb and or how you really ebb and flow. Would you agree to that? I totally agree. And here's what I would say. First of all, You've got to want to do it because we can mm. sit here and talk to a blue in the face and say this is mm-hmm. what you need to do. But until that person comes, you know, has that that premonition or that urge within to say, I'm ready for change. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. saying I wanted to change and I haven't changed mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I really want it. You, you've just got to make that choice. Either I'm going to sit here and complain which mm-hmm. you may be complaining for the next five years or putting it off for the next five years. So I would say the first thing to do is maybe make time. You talk about time. Where do they make time? Mm-hmm. Set your alarm clock maybe 15 minutes earlier, and you don't mm-hmm. have to get out of bed. You can lay in bed You can mm-hmm. or get out of bed, find a quiet moment, and sit down and, and plan your day. Think about, first of all, jump out of bed and say, oh, it's going to be a beautiful day today. Affirm that. Today's going to be a fabulous, even if you wake up with a headache or you wake up with a whole lot on your mind of, oh, my God, it's going to be so stressful. Ah, stop that. Oh, my God, it's going to be so stressful. Say, all right, this may be a challenging day today, but I'm going to get through it. It all starts with how you talk to yourself. Yeah, I walk around talking to myself all the time. I'm sure if people saw me, they'd be like, what the heck is she doing? But it's just a a way for me to keep connected. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but you've got to want to do it, and you've got to find the time. You've got to, because uh-huh. it's always five or ten minutes. And here's the thing, Deborah. Everybody thinks it takes, I'm going to have to come out a half an hour to do that. No. If you start with five minutes, just five minutes of clear, being clear and being focused, and just, like I said, first thing in the morning, create your day. This is how my day is going to go. Then there may be another aspect, okay, I really want to, like, sit down and write. All right, take five minutes. Don't think you need, because I think what stops a lot of us is when we look at the big picture. We say, it's going to take an hour for me to do this. It's going to take, where do I find that? Stop limiting yourself and start where you are. Give Mm -hmm. yourself that five minutes. You owe it to yourself. You have to. Five Mm -hmm. minutes for yourself is not a lot of time. And then move up from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you find that it's like, um, you know, we use the examples when we talk about healthy eating. Um, of course, we say everything in moderation. You'll find people that say that as well. But we also say, you know, if if you eat a burger a day, you you know, or fast food every day, the first days you won't see it. But eventually, you know, it's a buildup. You'll see the results. Uh, of that, mm-hmm. so is it in like that example? Is it just like that? Getting up five minutes, next thing you know, it's ten minutes. You're into it. Maybe you're tuning into something on satellite radio that's m- more mm-hmm. directed and helping you grow. Maybe you're picking up a book that's helping you grow more. You know, tuning into this show and other shows that are mm-hmm. our purpose to help you. Uh, advance yourself. Do you find that it's something like that in that example? It's very much like that. But, you know, I have to be honest, too, and with the listeners, because I'm sure a lot of listeners would sit here and say, you know, but I tried that and I just, mm-hmm. you know, it just didn't work or I tried this. I, you know how many times I've tried it? And I'm still, there's still times when I'm focused and there's still times when I have to talk to myself, okay, Therese, 
You right. said you were going to get up and do this. Go go ahead and do this. So we right. got to be kind with ourselves. We can't beat ourselves up. Okay, so what? You tried it for a week and mm-hmm. then you stopped. So mm-hmm. try it again for a week and stuff. Try mm-hmm. it again. Just keep mm-hmm. going because it's going to take a minute for it to, to, to sink in and feel right. But I also think if you're really – and this is one thing because um, I, I just spoke at the Art Institute to students a couple of weeks ago. And one thing is you have to have a really clear focus on what you want to do because if you're really passionate about being a writer, being a photographer, you know, uh, being a designer or, or, or doing something with your life, that passion is what's going to get you up out of bed and get you moving. So mm-hmm. have a clear goal in mind. Don't even think about, how am I going to do this? Just see yourself doing this and be calm and be at peace with that because you're going to find things are going to start ebbing and flowing in your life that are going to help you create that. But be kind and gentle and patient with yourself. You have to. And if you stop and fall, get back up and start again. No big deal. You know, nobody's judging you but yourself. Mhm. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. It's not. It's really not the end of the world. If we can wake up and no. breathe again, that's another opportunity oh to start over again. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's so different from what we've been traditionally taught. Like when we say in the school system, because everything is structured mm-hmm. on that demerit, or you, you know, you got it wrong, or even the way that we mm-hmm. learn with the grading system. You know, I try to mm-hmm. teach my daughter. It's okay. You, you did not maybe understand that, but that's what you're here for. You're here to learn. Mm-hmm. You're here to learn yeah. These things. Yeah. And, exactly. And, you know, we can as adults internalize that so much, even even if we you know, we're afraid to say the word, I don't know. You know, I don't know yes. the answer to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We we're you afraid can't be to afraid. Say. You have to yeah. claim who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because there's so much that we don't and we, we can we can obviously learn, just like you have been a great example of that in your life. You may not have known how to do those things, but you knew that you would make it happen. <laughs> that was about a right. Line there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I tell you, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Wealthy Sisters live here with none other than fashion, bridal fashion designer, Mr. Res Fleetwood. Um, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to learn how did you get that lovely opportunity with Disney World there in Orlando? (laughs) I got to say, first of all, thank you for that. Uh, that that uh, <laughs> definitely is so important for for all of us of color and uh, to have that expression there um, as well. But so we want to learn about that. We'll be right back after this short break. You tune in again to Wealthy Sisters. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll free at 1 877 894 0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Hello, if you just tuned in, you are live on Wealthy Sisters. want to welcome you to our show today. And also, if you're downloading, we thank you so much. Remember to follow us there on the Twitter, on the Wealthy Sisters, and Facebook. You can like our fan page there. And if you're tuning the Blog Talk Network, go ahead and mark, uh, follow there as well so that you can get a reminder of the show. Our very special guest today, Mr. Brad, please, good to have you. 
the bridal fashion designer extraordinaire. And I tell you, we understand why she is where she is today. Uh, Therese, I have a, a CD out that um, says that it is 95% mental, and I keep saying I need to do another project mm-hmm. that's all around 99% mental. And your mindset <laughs> is obviously in place um, for that because it's not so much about what we do, but it's how and what we think about what we do. And you, yeah. you obviously have a straight uh, command on that as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, when we um, took before the break, we talked a little bit about or said we wanted to come back and learn more about your opportunity that you had to design the actual wedding gowns, Afrocentric gowns, for Minnie and Mickey Mouse in Orlando, which is still a part of the collection today. Tell us about that opportunity. Well, again, it's um, me just just moving forward and saying I can do this. Um the, when I did when I had the opportunity to design for Minnie and Mickey Mouse, they have they were having the Miss Black Collegiate pageants here in the United States and they were holding their pageant um in Disney World Florida. Mm-hmm. And since it was a Miss Black Collegiate pageant, they wanted to have Mickey and Minnie Mouse in um Afrocentric costumes. And it was, um, this task was giving, or this design challenge was giving to myself and another um, Afrocentric wedding gown company. And, of course, here I am faced with a challenge again. I love challenges, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm winning this. I don't care. I am winning this challenge. So I went in and presented my sketches, and they presented their sketches, and they picked my designs. So it was the um, they uh, Mickey and Minnie Mouse obviously did not have kente cloth or Afrocentric costumes at that time, and they needed them because they had all these other costumes in their collection, but none that represented Africa. So it was a great um, opportunity for me, and the fact that you know it, it's nice to be able to create something that. Um, even when I'm gone, I'm no longer here on this earth, my costumes or a piece of my work will still be on display for for so many people to see because this is part of their theme costume collection now. So that's pretty exciting. Well, you know, we can put it out there right now. We know that the new museum, I believe, will be, I think, 2015, I heard. Don't quote me on that. But the uh, National Mm -hmm. uh, Museum of African American History here in D.C., part of the Smithsonian collection there. So, Ah. you know, we can can definitely see that there uh, in the museum (laughs) for for generations to see. Yes, yes, we got to make that happen. So we're putting it out there right now. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, I'm a <laughs> Who can I call? That's right. That's right. That's right. Work on it now. I I saw some special yeah. where they were showing and sharing some of the artifacts um, that will be a part of it, and that's definitely something that we can see a part of that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. Now, now tell us uh, um, more about your designs. That they are just beautiful, and I I want everybody right now if you you're listening, we we suggested at the top of the show to go to Therese Fleetwood. That's T H E R E Z Fleet. F-L-E-E-T wood.com right now so that you can see her designs. And tell us, how did you come up with these creations? I mean, they are just, they're just beautiful. I know you mentioned you traveled. I heard to India and Hong Kong, and I can definitely see some of those influences of what you've been exposed to in your in your work there. Well, when I um when I decided that I was going to move into the bridal arena, I mm-hmm. did research the market and I found there were not many people, um, maybe less than a handful, I mean very few people catering to this niche and I it, and it was always um uh, very inspiring for me. I enjoy mm-hmm. traveling, I enjoy seeing different customs, I enjoy ethnic artwork. Uh, I've been to Africa and Asia and India and, you know, most of the Caribbean and and, um, different parts of Europe. And the things that I was always drawn to was the art, the jewelry, the fabrics, those types of um, design elements. 
And so when I decided to create my uh, bridal collection, I wanted to incorporate some of that, those nuances in my designs. And you'll see every design, you know, has some type of um, um, reflection of those cultures to them. And mm-hmm. that's what makes it so fun because I really do love what I do, and I, um, I've been told that it does come across in my work. Um, several people have said, I do walk to the beat of my own drum because it's not traditional bridal attire. It's for the bride who is looking for something different, something, uh, a wedding gown that really expresses her design style and sensibility. So that's who I cater to. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you know, we we sent one of the tweets out that, you know, who says you have to wear uh, white on your wedding mm-hmm. day? And I was looking at some of those gowns, that beautiful red gown, and just the, the, the choices, the color, the royal colors there. How did you move into that? That trend? Was it a bride that just came to you and said, I want to have something else? Or what? what how did those bold colors come about? Well, first first of all, there's no set uh, rules anymore when it mm-hmm. comes to choosing your bridal attire. Mm-hmm. Uh, choosing a wedding gown is an individual uh, choice for, for most brides. I mean, very few brides really will sit back and say, well, no, I can't say that because there was a lot of brides who want to stick with tradition. But there's mm-hmm. more brides coming along today who really want to look back at their wedding photos 10, 20, you know, 30 years from now and see who they were uh, at that time because a wedding gown is a representation of who you are. And when it comes to colors, again, I'm a designer. I remember I was in an interview and, and one of, the, one of the, the person interviewing me asked me, well, you know, so are you following the trends of the season? And I said, I'm a designer. I don't follow the trends. Trends are set by <laughs> set the people trend, in the baby. industry saying this is what it should be. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm a designer. I'm not a uh, uh, somebody who follows what people say that I should do. So uh-huh. if I'm designing my collection and I'm feeling red or gold or blue, well, you better believe it's going in the collection. Now, if it doesn't right. sell, it would be out of the collection. But it's going in because it's representing who I am. And I have to stay stay true to that. I remember I had a conversation with a designer in the industry. I won't say their name because everybody uh-huh. would know them. And they uh-huh. said, oh, yeah, you're the one who does the ethnic design, right? And I said, well, yeah. They said, well, how's that going? And I'm like, uh, excuse me? And they said, well, you may want to incorporate just regular dresses. And then I'm saying to my head, no, I don't think so. I wouldn't want to get up out of the bed in the morning if I was doing what everybody else was doing. Right, so. right, right. Oh, I'm, I'm, I tell you, I'm on here, and I, I'm looking at this gown um, that's the young lady that's sitting down in the wicker chair at the top there. I mean, that is just Oh, so that was my wedding beautiful. dress, actually. Oh, my. And what that's do you call Maria. That? Maria, oh, I love it. I love it. Now, Thank you. Because that was your wedding dress, would you let someone have something similar Absolutely. to that? Absolutely. And, you know, that fabric is so gorgeous. It's an Indian fabric, a very light light pink mauvish net color, and it's over uh, an ivory silk. But it's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. I would let whoever wants to wear the dress, yes. you can make one for them. Yes, yes, and then I love the one here with the blindfold with the the black. What do you call that with the white gown? Oh, that's Kenya. That's Kenya. That's gorgeous. Uh Mm Uh-huh, yes, yes. So when you are creating these, do you create um, a lot of your designs, just like you said, from inspiration or would you have a bride that come to you that says they want this gown or is it it kind of a, a balance of both? It's a balance. When I sit down to design a collection, I have several uh, coffee table books here, different mm-hmm. books on Africa and India and Asia and, and different um, countries around the world, and I'll sit back and I'll flip through them quickly and see what catches my eye at that time. And mm-hmm. it may be the way a piece of fabric blows in the wind. It may be um, a beaded pattern on a necklace or um, on on a skirt. It may be a piece of jewelry. Um, so whatever catches my eye at that time, I'll stop at the page and bookmark it and come back to it. So, and then when I sit down to design, I'll think about colors and then silhouettes and how can I incorporate these different elements into um, into my new collection. And mm-hmm. then also another side of what I do, which I really love as well, 
is when a client calls me with their vision in mind and they'll say, well, I really like what you do. Can we take that Maria dress and add this to it and maybe take something from the Kenya dress and add this to that? So we create a dress for them based Mm on, you know, several different design ideas that I have. Mhm, mhm. And I, I see another one of my favorite. I mean, all I, you make me want to just, uh, just get a <laughs> dress right now. Just you know, you, you just you know, you, as, a, as you get older, uh, you think, okay, wow, this is this is great here. You know, you, I see that this orange one. Um, where the couples in your gallery there are some some famous or some brides, some of your clients, and that is mm-hmm. just simply beautiful. That's a, a gorgeous gown there That's as the well. Malia dress. Yes. Yes. And yes. we've made that dress in several different colors. That's one, uh-huh. that's one of the, and a lot of, uh, the one thing with my, with my wedding dresses um, uh, also is that most of them can be worn again. You mm-hmm. know, if you look at some of them, some of them scream, I'm a wedding dress, and some of them scream, oh, I'm a beautiful dress that, you yes. know, you remove a train. Just yes. like the, the the Malia dress you're talking about, you remove the yes. train after the ceremony, you have a wonderful dress, whether it's in white, ivory, you know, purple, orange, pink, it doesn't matter. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, where, where are you located, and, and how can um, a bride, let's say I'm getting married, um, tell us how long a time you really prefer um, and what's the, I guess, the shortest, because I know sometimes you might have people to come in to you, call you today and say, I want something tomorrow, you know, but what, <laughs> what, 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 what's your normal uh, protocol for people to actually come to you and have you design a gown? Take me through that, that first experience with you all the way to my wedding day. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm located in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ship dresses all over the world. I've shipped dresses to uh, Italy, to Germany, to Australia, to mm-hmm. um, Tanzania, um, different, you know, London. I um, that's one of the the great things about the internet and what I do is I'm basically an internet uh, company where that's where people find me and that's how they mm-hmm. order the dresses. I mm-hmm. Skype. Several of my clients, I like having that hands-on, and they're they're comfortable with that as well. Mm-hmm. So the process is once somebody contacts me for a wedding dress, I speak with them and I, you know, find out what exactly they're looking for. Some of them may just pick a dress, you know, from the site. Some may want to go through a sketch phase, and what that means is they'll take like three or four different dresses and want to include different elements of those dresses. So we start sketching them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the decision has been made on the dress they're going to order, I send them the paperwork to begin. We are a custom design company, which means we make every dress from scratch for our clients. So we send them a very detailed size specification sheet. We get all their measurements from them because whatever measurements they send us are the mm-hmm. measurements we make the dress. So we're very particular about that, that one aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, our lead time for production is normally about six months. We do make dresses in less time than six months. Um, the, the most, the least amount of time that we will allot ourselves to produce a dress is one month. We do a lot of handwork. We may have to paint the shells, and depending on the dress, but it's normally one month um, uh, is the minimum amount of time we allow for our lead time. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. And what is the, the custom um, price range just for those who are tuning in so they can get an idea of what they would need to have before they dial you? Custom starts at 2500 Beautiful, beautiful. That, that's, really mm-hmm. that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I, I know, uh, I mean, especially for what, what you offer, I, I just, I tell you, do you have some people, some clients that just you've designed a wedding gown for them and they keep calling you for other gowns and other dresses uh, for events? No, I don't because we, we're just now going into the evening wear um, mm-hmm. opening our evening wear division. Normally mm-hmm. we don't want, we don't want a bride calling us for another wedding dress. That means no, 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 not another wedding dress. Unless, but unless another evening gown. <laughs> 
Let me so, make that clear. So we do get a lot of referral business as well from clients yeah. whose friends are getting married. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's that's the best form of uh, advertising. We know that referral and that word of mouth there. Um, so as far as I was going to ask you, what's next for you and what's new? Tell us about your, your new evening line and um, what you and when that should be available and how people can be able to connect with you on that as well. Well, there's a couple of things. The evening line will not launch until this fall. Mm-hmm. And basically it's the same design aesthetic that we have for our wedding dresses. So mm-hmm. uh, multicultural, um, lots of beautiful bright colors with um, different ethnic nuances and details. So that type of uh, vibe is what we'll be going for for the evening. And for people who want to be on the mailing list for that you can go to my website, uh, fill out the contact us form, and we'll keep you updated um, in regards to what we're doing. But also another fun thing that um, my company does, we have a line of dolls. We um, uh, just started, I just launched my miniature doll collection, and what it is is um, it, it is listed on the website, but it's the okay. used Barbie dolls. That we mm-hmm. redress in our actual gowns and how this came about, and I'm coming full circle because I started designing my career as a child yes. with Barbie dolls. But um, there's a blue dress on my site called Bobway, and a client ordered this dress, and she called me and she lamented over the fact that she had to pack it away. And I said, Well, you know, we could create a, a collectible doll for you. So that blue dress, the Bobway dress, is what launched my doll collection. And there's probably about 13 to 15 dolls on my site. And they're all doll dre- uh, orders from clients whose dresses we duplicated. So as we duplicate the dresses that we get in, in orders, we make one for ourselves. So there's still a few that are not on there. But that's how that came about. And this is great because... Uh, some of the clients shadow box them. Some of them get yeah. a little glass dome. But the great thing about the dolls is it's a keepsake. I mean, you can hand it down from generation to generation, and it's yes. just a wonderful little collectible to have. Oh, yeah, and it's such a lovely story. I mean, they can actually have it at the wedding day. I mean, make it on the cake topper. They order it for display. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then they can pass it down, like you said, to say this was Grandma Mm -hmm. Marie's wedding gown that she wore Yeah, wedding dress, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what a great way to continue um, with stories, and that's so important that we have that in place. Uh, especially today with with so much of our history uh, a lot of times that we you know we're not aware of so that's that's a a perfect way to continue to build on the legacy there as well now um with the with the bridal uh, designer dolls and your evening line that you have coming out this fall excited to know about that maybe I don't have to to rush and try to get married just to get a gown <laughs> designed <laughs> Because you look at these designs, you're like, I want one of those. I want that one. I want that one. <laughs> so that's good. You got me off the hook on that end there. <laughs> so, but um, tell us, what else do you have coming down the pike that we um, should be aware of? And give out your website again uh, to those so they can fill out your contact form. Okay. I, I have a couple of events coming up for those listeners who are in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area and and Mm -hmm. who are brides or Mm -hmm. who are in the media or who would like to come out and take note, um, their Soliloquy Bridal Salon, it's on my website. I'm doing Mm -hmm. a trunk show on the 25th of this month. I also will have some of my fashions. Howard University is doing a fashion show called Africa Royale. Mm -hmm. I will have some of my fashions in that show. I believe that is on March 26th. So Mm -hmm. I'll be in, in the that your your area, I believe, yes, uh, I yes. believe that's where you are, correct, Washington? Yes, that's right. at the end of the month. And then here in Atlanta, I'm doing participating in a bridal fusion fashion show on Sunday, March 11th. So those are two mm-hmm. events that I have coming up. My mm-hmm. website, as you mentioned, is TheresFleetwood.com, T-H-E-R-E-Z, Fleetwood, F-L-E-E-T-W-O-O-D.com, and my phone number is 401-981-3910. And if, you, if and when you go to my website, please like me. 
Uh, so it'll appear on Facebook and send me any type of message that you'd like. I'd love to hear from any of you listeners. And um, also, if your listeners have any other questions for me, I would love uh, more than welcome to to answer any question that you may have. Awesome, awesome. So give out that phone number one more time and tell us your your Facebook uh, page again. Okay, phone number is four zero four nine eight one three nine one zero. And my Facebook is facebook.com backslash Therese Fleetwood. All right. And you spell Therese? T-H-E-R-E-Z as in zebra. And then Fleetwood, F as in Frank, L-E-E-T-W-O-O-D.com. Awesome. 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 I have, to, have you met the Fleetwoods? Are you related to some Fleetwoods there in Atlanta? I went to... School with some uh, elementary and high school. I met one Fleetwood here. I met Mm -hmm. one Fleetwood. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Well, it's it's certainly been a pleasure uh, having you on our show today, and I look forward to having the opportunity to meet you and and see you know your designs up close. What would you like to leave our audience? What's, what kind of thoughts or the last words that you like to leave? You know, perhaps there are some, who, like I said, that are looking to start a design business as well. So what, what would you like to leave our audience with today? I would like to say for uh, those listeners who are, you know, who who are feeling like they really want to start their own business and start doing something that expresses who they are. Number one, you really got to be clear that this is what you want, and you really got to be clear on what it is you want to do. A lot of times we say, well, I think I want to do it. Maybe I'm not quite sure. Once you become clear and focused on what it is you want, then you can start really honing in and creating your path and your trail for getting there. And also, discouragement, I'm going to say, I'm not even going to say don't get discouraged because we all do, but when you get discouraged, feel discouraged. Feel that space where you're at and say, this is, I'm feeling discouraged. I don't like the way this feels, so let me change my mind about that. Let me, because it's, it's okay to feel that feeling, to say, to sit here and feel a certain way and say, no, no, I'm not going to feel it. No, it's, it's normal. It's life. Go through the process, but don't stay stuck in the process. Pull yourself out and keep mm-hmm. moving forward and find a way. There's always questions. There's people. And find a mentor. I love mm-hmm. asking people questions about certain things. Find someone that you can talk to that can help motivate you and keep you going. Mhm, mhm. Such great advice. You know, that's that's one of the reasons why we are here every week is to provide that platform. And I just say, I tell people all the time, if you just stay plugged into the information, eventually you're going to hear something after you hear mm-hmm. it over and over. Um, if, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if our audience is just tuned in, if you just some of you guys have just tuned in, you have to hear Therese's commentary from the beginning of this show. Uh, just, <laughs> just, I mean, we could have we could have ended the interview right there in the first fifteen minutes because what you shared was so impactful and could really, really add substance to someone's life. And so we, you know, we appreciate you for doing that and want to continue to encourage you to keep blazing that trail. And and thank you for setting such a great standard for us all to 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 reach for. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, You're so very welcome, Deborah. And I really (laughs) do hope I get the chance to meet you in a couple of weeks, though. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're going to make sure if if not, if if I'm not able to get to your trunk, show, uh, we would definitely be connecting because I said, I, I saw your designs and I, I got to put that on the list, on on a bucket list to get, get me something designed from, by Ms. Therese as well. And when you said that um, you designed that gown, immediately I could see your style uh, there with uh, Jumping the Broom book with Harriet Cole's mm-hmm. book there. So I could, I could see that. Just just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Because a lot of, like you said, a lot of the other designs, they are very nice. They're nice um, as far as mm-hmm. the Afrocentric or cultural, um, if you will. Mm-hmm. But they're not as, a lot of times they don't yield towards the bride that may want to look a little bit more feminine or a little bit more prissy. You know, they're, they're, they're not designed design in that uh, manner, and and yours definitely are. Uh, 
So once again, we want to thank you, Therese, for joining us, and I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in, those of you guys there in the chat room, and those who have downloaded the show as well. We thank you for your support and continue to to say, hey, spread the word about us, and we have, I promise you, so much more great information in store for you. Stay tuned next week where we'll have none other than Miss Marcella Malone-Williams, who... When you hear her next week, we are going to be starting a series on information about how you can actually invest and how you can actually create income for your businesses. So you want to be tuned in next week to Wealthy Sisters. Otherwise, until then, as always, we wish you and yours the best of everything great. Continue to have a super day. Take care. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman. Turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister. And visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com.